0: Hello everyone, and welcome to the Your Village podcast, Parenting Beyond Discipline, the place to learn about all things parenting and get your questions answered. I'm your host, Erin Royer Azraland. In this episode, I'm going to share tips on traveling with kids. Lots of families are getting ready to take trips during the summer break here in the Northern Hemisphere. For our listeners in the Southern Hemisphere or anywhere else where kids are not on break right now, Hopefully, you will remember these tips or go back and listen again when it's time for your next family trip. Whether you have a newborn, toddler, or older child and are traveling by plane, car, or train, I've got some great tips for you. First, let's talk about traveling in general with infants. Traveling with newborns up to three months of age can be challenging due to them still settling into sleep and eating patterns. But all newborns are different. Perhaps you're lucky enough to have one of those amazingly sleepy newborns who doesn't need to feed constantly or wake up every 20 minutes to an hour. If so, just don't tell any other newborn parents about it because those other exhausted parents may hold it against you. But seriously, you know your baby best. So if you and your newborn can handle a trip, by all means, travel away. Babies three months and older can be really good travelers as they don't view traveling and sitting for longer periods in a car seat as a disruption the way older kids do. So let's get into plane travel with infants as there are special considerations. Buying a seat for babies under two on an airplane is not required. All you need is a lap. But if you want your baby to have a guaranteed seat on the plane, then you must buy one. Whether you purchase a seat or are just hoping for an open seat to use for your baby, bring an FAA-approved car seat. For more information, go to the page on this episode on our website at yourvillageonline.com podcast and click the link for this episode. On that page, you can find a link about the FAA-approved car seats. Now, this is the safest way for babies to fly. And if you haven't bought a ticket for your baby, you still might be able to use the car seat if there are empty seats on board. Now, once you're on the plane, many times baby's ears can hurt from the air pressure changes during takeoff and landing. So if your baby is awake during these times, encourage him or her to breastfeed or suck on a bottle, pacifier, or sippy cup. But again, the safest place for baby is in the car seat. So if your baby is strapped in, leave him there and give him something to suck on from his seat rather than breastfeeding. If you're crossing time zones and you're worried about upsetting your baby's schedule, try shifting your baby's sleep hours for a few days leading up to your departure. You would do this by moving bedtimes, nap times, and even meal times in 15-minute increments every two days. So if you're traveling east, move everything earlier. If you're traveling west, push everything 15 minutes later to get a start on adapting to the time change. You may also just want to keep the same schedule in the new time zone, if that sounds better to you. If you're breastfeeding, pack an extra water bottle to help you stay well hydrated. If you're flying, fill an empty bottle at a water fountain or buy something to drink after you go through security. If you're not breastfeeding, you could go ahead and make a few bottles of formula up at home and bring along. However, you might want to review the policies for bringing liquids on board and hand the formula to security officers when you go through the screening. If your baby has started on solids, remember to bring baby food and only as much as you'll need until you reach your destination. Of course, you may wanna bring a little bit extra in case there's a longer layover or issues with the, with the plane or any issues with the plane leaving or arriving on time. Also bring a large baby bib that covers a large portion of the baby's outfit and has a plastic or waterproof coating. This way it can be wiped off easily and folded up for storing. And don't forget the portable changing pad and also some large resealable plastic bags for temporarily storing messy items when needed like dirty diapers, clothes, or bibs. Now bring enough diapers in your carry-on for the entire travel portion with a few extras, again, just in case of long layovers, late takeoffs, or landings. And plus bags for dirty diapers and some diaper rash cream. Also pack at least one extra change of clothes for your baby in your carry-on bag Now this didn't happen to me while traveling, thank goodness, but it did happen when I took my oldest to one of those Mommy and Me movies. He was maybe three or four months old and he had a huge bowel movement that went all the way through his diaper, his onesie, and his shorts. I had extra diapers, but no extra clothes. I had to take him to the restroom, get him all cleaned up, and then carry him out of the movie in nothing but his diaper. Luckily, it was a nice, warm summer day, but lesson learned. Also, bring a blanket so that when you're at the gate or baggage claim, you can put baby down and give him or her a chance to stretch out a bit. I also highly recommend bringing a stroller that the car seat fits into and checking it at the gate. Those car seats with a baby in it can get very heavy to carry all the way through an airport. I share more about plane travel with other age kids when I discuss travel in general, a little later since with older kids the mode of transportation doesn't matter nearly as much what matters is how you prepare for that trip so now I'm going to talk about traveling by car always get a pre-vacation car check breaking down on vacation can put a real damper on things but breaking down when you have kids can equal nightmare if your kids are still in car seats get a car seat safety check This means check with your local agency that does car seat inspections or a certified car seat inspector. Here in California, it's the CHP does these inspections and you can find any CHP office online and sign up for the car seat inspection through their website. But be warned, if you go through the CHP, it can be a month waiting period. So get this on your to-do list early. Have a first aid kit in your car. We have a first aid kit list available on the page for this episode, and you can go to ourvillageonline.com/podcast and click on the link for this episode on traveling with kids to print out that first aid kit list. Also, fill out an emergency sheet with your child's health information, or save it on your smartphone, and include the contact names and numbers of healthcare providers, lists of medications, as well as any allergies. You can also add your own medical information on your iPhone in the health app that comes with the phone. Then you wanna go to the medical ID section under that health app, and it allows any emergency care provider to access your emergency information without having to break into your phone. I'm guessing Android also has the same type of thing, so you could Google that for Android. If you're traveling with another adult, while one person drives, the other one can be in charge of snacks, songs, games, and toy rotation. And it's always good to switch off these duties. If you have space, the kids love having a grown-up sit with them for a while in the back seats. Now here's some car trip tips specific to infants and toddlers. Infants and toddlers should stay in rear-facing seats. The American Academy of Pediatrics now suggests that infants and toddlers should stay rear-facing in their child safety seats until they are at least two years of age. And I'm willing to bet that in the next coming year or two, that this will become law, at least here in California. Now, I've heard parents complain about how their child looks so uncomfortable. You know what's uncomfortable? A broken neck. Now that's uncomfortable. So seriously, keep kids rear-facing as long as possible. I have a very tall kid. He was tall from day one and just kept outgrowing the charts. I finally turned him around at 28 months and only because he needed a bigger seat and we couldn't have three rear-facing seats in a row. He never complained once about his legs or being turned backwards. If you don't mention it, chances are your toddler will never even know anything different. This episode is sponsored by By Heart. By Heart is an infant nutrition company whose mission is simple Curious about By Heart? Redeem your welcome offer at ByHeart.com slash podcast with the code parenting for a limited time. Additional terms and conditions apply. Now consider your child's sleep schedule when you're scheduling your driving. Can you possibly leave shortly before bedtime and get a really good start? Or even maybe get all the way there if you have a shorter trip. You could get a good four to five hour stretch in there or more, depending on how late you like to drive into the night. But be realistic with driving stretches. When the kids are awake, try not to drive more than two to three hours in one stretch. This is for infants and toddlers. Expecting young kids to sit still that long is unrealistic and frankly, not just torture for them, but then for the parents as well. Now, just like the plane, bring an extra pair of clothes for your baby and enough diapers to get you to your next overnight stop and keep it all handy. Now, whether staying with friends, relatives, or in hotels, if you have an infant or younger toddler and can fit a pack and play in the car, it's a great way to keep babies safe for play while you unpack or when they're sleeping when you're in an unfamiliar location with unknown safety and baby hazards. Now, here's some tips for car travel for preschoolers and older. You can play road games like Alphabet Hunt, License Plate Bingo, or even Slugabug, also known as punch bug, or maybe you want to call it touch bug. This is where you look for the Volkswagen bugs and you shout it out with the color. If you can, pick a playground for rest stops rather than just the boring old roadside rest stops and get them out there swinging and running around and get some of that extra energy out so they will more easily sit still when they get back in the car. Now, here's some tips that apply to however you travel, whether it's car car plane, or train. For babies, bring along a goodie bag container, of a, a few of your baby's favorite toys, plus a couple of new surprises. Some good choices would include nesting toys, baby-proof mirrors, rattles, musical toys, and other toys that have multiple sensory stimulation, like the Lamaze-type toys with the touching, the crinkling, the squeaking. Also, pop-up toys, plastic keys, or teething rings. For longer trips over two hours and for kids over two, bring along some form of digital entertainment. Movies for the car player or on computer tablets or phones or any games on the phone or the tablet. While the AAP, to3.org and other child development experts, myself included, recommend limiting screen time, including iPad games, TV screens and the like to less than two hours a day. This is one of these times when it's okay to indulge a bit. You can save it up from prior in the week and do some extra time in the car when needed. For more information on this, you can see our podcast episode on kids and media, as well as the class on kids and media on our website, yourvillageonline.com. Now, this is my super awesome suggestion that I love and works great with our kids. Create fun packages of new toys, games, and art travel supplies that are used for the first time on the trip and then only in the plane, car, or train. I do things like magnet toys where they can create patterns and pictures with colored puffballs with magnets on the back, or magnet dress-up dolls and scenes, travel art supplies, fun little toys by age like travel puzzles and such. I actually have some great pins on one of our Pinterest boards called Travel with Kids And this has great ideas for games and activities to keep kids busy during travel, in the car, in the hotel, etc. And you can find a link to that Pinterest board on the podcast episode page that I've already mentioned a couple of times. But it's good stuff. Check it out. Now, all of these tips also help to prevent sibling squabbles. Well-fed, well-rested children equipped with toys are less apt to fight with each other in the car but also be sure to have realistic expectations of your child's or children's developmental stage. Toddlers do not know how to share. The whole concept is lost on them. Even four and some five-year-olds are not great at this, especially if they have not had enough coaching and practice. So make sure everyone has their own favorite toy and be ready to intervene by playing cruise director and starting up a game, singing songs, and such when fights and squabbles are starting to ensue. I got a question from a mom, Sam, in Redmond, Washington, asking for tips for traveling while potty training, which is a great question because summer is not just a common time for family vacations, it's also a common time for potty training. So here are my suggestions. If you haven't started potty training and the trip is looming in the next couple of weeks, Wait until you get back. If it's three weeks to a month away, go ahead and try potty training. Be sure to listen to the episode on potty training signs to see if your child is truly ready. If so, then check out the potty training class on our website at yourvillageonline.com under the development and health section for the steps to make potty training process go super smooth. If your child gets the hang of it easily in those first two weeks, go ahead and keep it up during the trip. If not, stop and try again when you get back. As far as potty training while traveling, bring a potty chair and a potty ring with you. And this can be the annoying part. You may have a child who needs to stop often, but at least with the potty chair, if you aren't near a rest stop or other public restroom, you can find a safe place to pull off and set up the chair in the back of an SUV or inside a minivan and let your child go right there. The potty ring is for use in public restrooms hotels, and family and friends' houses. Also bring sticky notes. So if your child is using a public restroom and is afraid of those automatic flushing toilets, and lots of kids are, you can put the sticky note over the sensor to keep the toilet from flushing. Now, I'll just share a quick anecdote about our son on a road trip several years ago. He was four and had been potty trained for a while, but for whatever reason, when we were within four hours of home, he kept asking to stop, to pee. First, it was 20 minutes apart. Then it was every five to 10 minutes for like four to five times in a row. We were like, you've got to be kidding me. I don't know if he just had a lot to drink or what. But the deal was my husband and I were exhausted from two weeks on the road of vacation with a four-year-old and twin two-year-olds, having traveled from Southern California to the Bay Area, up to Oregon, and back. Now, it's funny now, but back then it felt like it was getting a little ridiculous. So these are all of our tips for traveling with kids. And there will always be unforeseen issues, but that'll make it fun a few years later. And I hope you have happy travels with your family this summer. Now in our next episode, I'll be talking about ways to raise fit kids for life. Obesity now affects one in six kids and puts kids at risk for and contributes to all kinds of health concerns that have skyrocketed in both kids and adults including, of course, adult obesity, type two diabetes, heart disease, mental illnesses like anxiety and depression, high blood pressure and cholesterol, fatty liver disease, and the list goes on. Some factors are societal and cultural, others are personal and familial. So being aware of these and diligent about them, especially the societal ones, can help parents set up solid health habits in childhood and throughout life. If you have a question, please be sure to send it. To podcast at yourvillageonline.com. To see what episodes we have coming, go to yourvillageonline.com slash podcast. And remember, if you like what you're hearing on the podcast, I would really appreciate a review on iTunes or Stitcher. Thanks for listening to this episode and see you next time.